Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. And today we're going to continue looking at the different emotional needs of men and women. As you'll recall, the number one emotional need for women is affection. According to Dr. Harley, her second-ranked emotional need is intimate conversation. Women often ask, well, why is it so difficult for my husband to have a simple conversation with me? Part of the answer to their question is that men tend not to have as great a need for conversation as women. Most women enjoy conversation for its own sake. They will spend hours with each other on the telephone, while men rarely call each other just to chat and be brought up to date. Well, why then do men find it so easy to talk to women about personal concerns when they are dating? One obvious reason is that the man wants to get to know the woman. First and foremost, he tries to understand her problems and how he can, or if he can, help her overcome them. He wants to know what will make her happy and fulfilled. Her personal history is also important to him. He asks questions about her family, her childhood, her greatest achievements and disappointments, and her past romantic relationships. He also wants to learn how to be attractive to her. Because he understands that she likes to be called, he promptly and regularly telephones whenever they cannot be together. This shows her how much he cares about her and thinks of her. But after marriage, he feels that he's learned enough about her and he's proven his case by marrying her. Since his need for conversation is usually much less than hers, he doesn't see any purpose in continuing to have the long conversations they enjoyed while dating. He fails to understand that it was their intimate conversations that triggered her feeling of love for him. By removing intimate conversation from their daily lives, he removes one of the most important sources of love units into her love bank. He risks losing her love for him. A woman wants to be with a man who cares deeply about her and for her. When she perceives this kind of caring, she feels close to him, which is an essential ingredient in her willingness to make love with him. Since intimate conversations are one of the most important ways that a man communicates that care to a woman, Intimate conversation and affection are inseparably entwined. According to Dr. Harley, just as affection should be a daily part of married life, intimate conversation should also continue on a daily basis. But how much time should be spent each day in intimate conversation? Well, more to the point, most men want to know the minimum amount of time his wife needs. Dr. Harley has found in his research that those who maintain their love for each other schedule time to be together almost every day. While their daily time together varied, the time they spent each week was almost always over 15 hours. During that time, they had each other's undivided attention, and they used most of it to engage in intimate conversation. Based on his findings, Dr. Harley tells couples that if they want to maintain their love for each other, they should learn to do what those in love are doing. Set aside at least 15 hours a week for undivided attention, where one of the primary purposes is to engage in intimate conversation. Guys, if that sounds outrageous and unrealistic, think about how much time you spent giving your wife undivided attention when you were courting. 
Any bachelor who fails to devote something close to 15 hours a week to his girlfriend faces the strong likelihood of losing her. What happens on a typical date during courtship? A couple finds an activity that provides an excuse to get together. Usually they share a recreational activity like playing tennis or going to a movie or out to dinner. But most of the time the activity is incidental. They really get together just to be with each other and much of their time is spent showing each other affection and having enjoyable conversation. Some couples keep having dates throughout their marriage. They continue to give each other the same undivided attention that they gave each other before marriage. Other couples decide they don't have time for undivided attention after marriage. They feel, especially after children arrive, that there are more important things to do with their time. According to Dr. Harley, these couples risk losing their feeling of love for each other. Without much time with their husband, women tend to lose the sense of intimacy they need so much, and their love bank is drained of funds. That loss greatly impacts their ability to enjoy sexual intimacy with their husband. There are many reasons why effective conversation in marriage is absolutely essential to success. Dr. Harley lists three that he believes are especially important. First, conversation is an integral part of how all the other important emotional needs are met. There isn't a single emotional need that can be met without requiring conversation in one way or another. A second reason conversation is important in marriage is that it's necessary for everyday problem-solving and conflict resolution. Marriage is a partnership that requires mutual agreement on a host of issues if it's to be successful. Conflicts over friends and relatives, financial planning, time management, child discipline, and many other common problems can be resolved only if couples are skilled in talking to each other. The more enjoyable and safe the conversation is, the more likely they will find mutually agreeable solutions. Most men understand these first two reasons for conversation, and they're usually willing to talk to their wife to try to address other emotional needs and resolve conflicts, particularly when the issue involves their need for sexual fulfillment. But the third reason that conversation is important in marriage isn't understood as well by most men. It's one we can't relate to. Conversation itself is important because it meets a basic emotional need for most women. In other words, most women enjoy talking. According to Dr. Harley, not just any conversation makes enough love bank deposits to breach the romantic love threshold. It must be intimate conversation. He goes on to say that a woman is very likely to fall in love with a man who is an expert at talking to her about her personal feelings, past experiences, present activities, and plans for the future. When she has an opportunity to express her concerns and consider her options, she can't resist him. That being said, Dr. Harley says that the first emotional need met in most affairs is intimate conversation. Want to affair-proof your marriage, guys? Make sure you are intentionally having the proper amount of intimate conversation with your wife. Well, what is intimate conversation? Intimate conversation focuses attention on what you're feeling, thinking, and doing. It's personal. Ultimately, every couple experiences disappointment. Emotional needs are not being met appropriately or not at all. 
Decisions are made that fail to take the other person's feelings and interests into account. Offensive comments slip out. These and other mistakes create problems for the couple that must be solved or they will lose their love for each other. Spouses have tremendous influence over each other. Here are two questions to help keep your intimate communication lines open. Ask each other, What did I do to make you feel good today? And, What did I do to make you feel bad? If you don't ask these questions, you will assume the answers, and you will probably be wrong most of the time. Remember, mutual understanding is the key to your marriage. Well, what are some of the enemies that keep spouses from solving the problems they have with each other and that keep them from talking to each other? According to Dr. Harley, there are three primary ones. Enemy number one is making demands. There's nothing wrong with asking for what you want from each other, but when your requests turn into demands, you've turned a corner that leads to love bank withdrawals. Whenever you make a demand, you are telling your spouse that you don't really care how he or she feels when fulfilling it. You want what you want, and that's all that matters. Of course, you may have 50 reasons why it's just and proper for your spouse to give you what you want, but the bottom line is that demands give your spouse no right to refuse. They destroy intimate conversation and withdraw love units. But they really do more than that. Demands also make it less likely that you'll get what you want later. Even if you manage to force your spouse to obey your command this time, you can bet that he or she will be on guard next time and attack fire with fire. Not only are demands enemies of intimate conversation, they are also very foolish ways of trying to get what you may need or may even deserve in your marriage. Rather than demanding, a better approach to any marital problem is to ask, How would you feel about helping me with a problem I've been having? It communicates care for your spouse, a willingness to negotiate, and an appeal to your spouse's care for you, all essential elements of intimate conversation. Demands, on the other hand, communicate just the opposite. Enemy number two is being disrespectful. A sure way to end intimate conversation is to say something that can be construed as being disrespectful. Even something as simple as rolling your eyes in response to a spouse's comment can end what could have been a very enjoyable evening together. Avoiding disrespect in marriage doesn't mean that you must agree with everything your spouse does or says. In fact, conflict is to be expected in even the most successful marriages. But the way you disagree should not be offensive. But what if I don't respect my spouse's opinion? What should I say then? Regardless of how you feel, don't say anything that's disrespectful. It's an emotionally wise thing to do because disrespect makes massive love bank withdrawals and usually cripples intimate conversation. Disrespect prevents couples from finding mutually agreeable solutions to their problems. Sometimes spouses express disrespect unintentionally. If there's ever a question about what makes a comment disrespectful, here's a simple test. If your spouse considers what you say to be disrespectful, it is. Well, we've run out of time for today. Thanks for being with me. Join us next week as we continue looking at his and her emotional needs. Have a great Memorial Day holiday. God bless. 
Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.